Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I'm about to fire up my group chat and book a trip because I literally love getting an amazing deal on a five-star hotel. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot think of anything better. Plus me, you know, I love the sun. I love to lay by a gorgeous pool, sipping a drink, knowing that I'm going to a fabulous restaurant that night. And I love that it won't be overcrowded. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Good morning, family. Happy Friday. How are we all doing? To all of my LA friends, I hope you are staying hydrated and staying cool. We're having the most insane heat wave in LA to the point where I'm looking at myself in the monitor and I just like all I did was walk to get a coffee and it looks like I'm drenched. I don't know. It's it's not attractive to say the least, um, but it is a crazy heat wave and it's Labor Day weekend. So no, no matter where you are, please be safe this weekend. Drink water, stay hydrated um, and just be careful in general. Always, always be careful. So today we have a very interesting episode and it's I don't want to say heavy, but I want to say meaty. It's meaty. And one thing that I've found really cool is that you guys have really gone there with me on all this self-work stuff, on all of the deep work that I do on myself. You've not only allowed me to share it with you guys, but also showed a great interest in it. And I love that because that's one of the things that I'm passionate about. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know that in my 20s, I kind of went through a wellness revolution, a spiritual revolution, and I have an episode on that that you can go back and listen to. But I really didn't know where to start. Because people would say things to me like manifest or they'd say ego or they'd say higher self or they'd say vibration. And I'd be like, 
that's kind of sounds interesting to me, but kind of sounds woo woo. I don't feel like I have a point of entry. So I just sort of crash landed into it and just started reading and asking. And also I have the privilege of going to therapy. I know that's not possible for everyone, but I've, I've been in therapy. And so it was all, a lot about finding the right therapist to t- take me on that journey and help me and guide me. Um, and so today I want to talk about ego and jealousy. I'm going to do it in two parts. And these are two things that affect a lot of the questions that I get from you guys. They affect us a lot in dating. They affect us a lot in progress. And they can really inhibit progress. They can really inhibit self-growth and they can limit us. They can put a ceiling on our our progress and our what we can achieve. And if you can learn to master them and if you can learn to control them, it's a really powerful thing. That's with all our emotions, right? If we can learn to control them, then we we are not our emotions. That's one thing that is true for all of us in therapy. That's what we learn. You're not our, our emotions. And, and different people have different emotions that are difficult difficult to control. For me, it's anxiety. That's obviously not an emotion, but kind of is. And stress, very difficult for me to control. With other things, with for example, my ego, I have learned how to really keep it in check. Um, Anger for me is another thing that I really don't struggle with controlling. I, I let, let it go very easily. Different people have different issues. So as a recovered someone who was uh, had a lot of problems with their ego, I want to share what helped me. And then I want to tackle jealousy. And I'm going to be upfront with you guys. I'm not a jealous person and I never have been. It's just the luck of the draw. However, I have some very practical good tips to pass on to you that I think will help. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and Book of the Month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading. Maybe you want to pick it back up for summer. So important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips, reading by the pool, or just reading before bed, which is, as you know, my favorite thing to do. Right now, you can get your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can design, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire wedding process with their free planning tools. I have three really good friends getting married this year and they're all using Zola. And I know because they were telling me about how easy it is and it's just truly a one-stop shop and you know this girl loves efficiency right so my friends were telling me you can do it all in one place what a relief right and I know about Zola because I bought so many gifts on registries via Zola and I just love how easy it is to send gifts keep everything organized everything is like done for you and we absolutely love that start planning at Zola.com That's Z-O-L-A dot com.
Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I personally have been talking to my therapist every single week about my stressful times and just getting everything off my chest, explaining the difficult situation I've been having at work and what has been weighing on me has made me feel 1 million times better. I really don't know what I would do without her. As you guys know, I talk to her every week. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tinks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Tinks. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEETINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code MEETINKS. So let's begin with jealousy. Uh, Why am I not a jealous person? I'm not really sure. I I really went there. I was thinking last night and I was like, could this actually be rooted in ego tanks where it's like you are so prideful that you actually don't allow yourself to be jealous of anyone else? I'm just being real with you guys. I thought that might be a possibility. I'm going to ask my therapist and get back to you guys. But it's never been something that's bothered me. Um, You know, comparison is similar to jealousy. It's kind of the ugly stepsister. And, you know, comparison is thief of joy. I will not shut the fuck up about it being my main mantra. Uh, I did a lot of comparison. But jealousy, jealousy is sort of the, the evil the evil twin. You know, comparison is like the one that hurts you, but jealousy is is kind of like the the dark side of of things. Um but 
first of all, I want to say that jealousy is a normal human emotion. Like it's not one that you welcome. It's not a good one, but it's normal. And a lot of people have it. So sometimes you guys write to me and you're like, I'm really embarrassed. I'm really jealous of my friend. It's normal. It's totally fucking normal. Okay. Um, and sometimes, sometimes the jealousy can be so mild that all you need to do is label it and move on. Sometimes it's worse to be in denial about it, right? You have a weird feeling towards your friend. Maybe your friend got a new bag. She got a new, a new Chanel bag and you are fucking jealous. Sometimes it's best to just go, oh, so jealous. I wish I could have that. And then that's it. And it goes away. That's obviously a mild example. Uh, and you can just say to yourself, I'm feeling a little jealous right now. You guys know how powerful I find labeling emotions. Because again, to come back to my main point, if you take one thing away from this episode, we are not our emotions. We are bigger than them. Okay. Emotions are like a train. My, my, one of my therapists taught me it's like a train. You can hop on, hop on and hop off at any time and you're in control, or at least you can be. Um, I think there's also a saying by Rumi, you know, the poet, I think it's, sorry if I butcher this, it's, you can welcome your thoughts in, but don't let them stay for tea. I love that. I love that mantra. Because anytime I'm feeling so anxious, or so fucking stressed, or so like in my head, I'm like, okay, these are my thoughts. These are my emotions right now. They're welcome in my house because they're part of me. They're not staying for tea. And that reminds me that they're fleeting. That reminds me that no matter what, they will be passing. They will be passing through. But they're there. We're, we're acknowledging. Okay. I also got this amazing tip. Um, I, where it's she, just the way she phrased it, I wanted to pass along. This is one of, from, one, from one of my beautiful followers. I'm so sorry. I forgot to screenshot your username. But she said, what's important is that you don't act on the jealous feelings. So you don't compare yourself or tear others down or manipulate yourself to feel better about the situation. And I thought that was so apt how she phrased it, right? And it's again, it's in the same vein. It's just an emotion. You don't need to do anything about it. Um, the problems arise when you start to distance yourself from your friend. So let's keep going with this silly example. Your friend gets a new Chanel bag and then she invites you out on Saturday night and you're like, I don't want to go because I don't want to be around the bag because it's going to make me jealous. Like that's a problem. Or it's a problem if you start comparing yourself. Like, okay, you're a little jealous of the bag and then you're like, well, I don't have a Chanel bag. So like that's bad on me or like fuck her or whatever. Um, or worse, you manipulate people to make yourself feel better about the situation. So an example of that would be like, well, your Chanel bag is probably going to get dirty anyway. Why did I pick such a stupid example, guys? Actually, you know, it's good because it's neutral. So that would be, you know, it's, it's really bad if you act on the jealousy. So we're going to try to learn how to label, acknowledge, and move on. Keep it moving. This is the biggest and most crucial tip that I have for you, which is that you can't be jealous of just one thing. This is the trick. You have to be jealous of the whole life. I think this is particularly relevant to women in their 20s. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Because this is the time when we're comparing. This is the time when everything is different for everybody. Up until you graduate, of course, there are huge differences in partners and socioeconomics, what have you, but everybody's kind of doing the same thing. And then once you get into the real world, all of a sudden someone has is engaged and all of a sudden someone has a sick job and all of a sudden someone 
has a company that allowed them to become a billionaire and now they have every fucking Chanel bag in the book. So all of a sudden there's these triggers and it's like, whoa. But here's the thing. You can't look at one thing in a silo. You can't look at your friend and say, so say you look at your friend and and she's in a relationship and you're jealous of her relationship. Okay. You can't just look at that. You have to look at her entire life and ask yourself, would I trade places with her? So that means that, you know, for every time that she didn't go out on a girl's trip and you were there, like you would trade that. That means that you would take the fights that that couple inevitably has. And this isn't a single versus in a relationship thing. This is just an example. So really think hard and really stay with me on that. You have to take everything. So on one Saturday night when your friend is at home with her man and they don't have sex, they just like watch a movie and go to bed and it's kind of boring and she thinks like, oh, you have and you're out with your friends and you go home with a hot person and you have amazing sex and you're loving your life. You have to trade the whole thing. Do you get what I mean? You can't cherry pick. You can't say, well, I want her relationship, her job, her body, her this, her that, because that's not real. Because people's lives are a summation of every choice they've made and every experience they've had. Okay? So, for example, also, if, if you think, oh, my God, my friend is so rich. Like, wow, she just bought herself a new car, whatever, whatever. Okay, well, maybe your friend worked super hard and she, you know, was an investment banker and didn't have a life from the age of 22 to 28. And now she bought herself a new Mercedes or whatever. So would you trade all of that? Would you do the hours? Would you say no to the parties to get to that point? And this mental tip is so useful. And it is an absolute rule. You can't say, well, no, I I really just am jealous of that one thing because nothing exists in a silo. And then you might say to me, well, Tanks, what about like a billionaire who is a most gorgeous model billionaire who was born into a billionaire family and then married a billionaire and is perfect and gorgeous and also won the lottery and has um, 10 cars and every Chanel bag in existence like what about her and to that I would say well okay think about it you would trade your life for hers You would trade never knowing why someone was your friend, if it was for money or for your personality. You would trade never having a a normal school or college experience. You would trade never knowing why someone wanted to date you if it was for money or whatever. You would trade not working hard because I actually think working hard is one of the most amazing experiences in life. You would trade your entire life for hers. I mean, and if the answer is yes, then okay, go ahead and be jealous. But when you think about it that way, how many people are there in the in the world that you would say, yes, like right now, I would freaky Friday myself and I would change into their body and live their life? Probably not many. Probably not many. Our brains don't always see context. They just see Chanel bag. They don't see, you know, they don't see everything that led to the Chanel bag. Is life unfair? Absolutely. Absolutely. But when it comes to jealousy, you've got to give a, give yourself a little bit of the a bigger picture. You've got to give a little bit of context, background. I honestly see this a lot with influencer culture. I'm just going to go there. Fuck, I qualified. <sighs> I see this a lot with influencer culture because people will say, oh my God, like Tinks, I'm so jealous of all the free stuff you get. And 
it sounds psychotic and I wouldn't say this to someone who said that to me in passing, but since we're discussing it, I would say to you guys, okay, you're jealous of the free stuff. Are you also jealous of me having a 13 hour phone uh, screen time every week? That's not hyperbole. It's 13 hours a day. Are you jealous of having trolls wake up every morning to try and make me cry? Are you jealous of having it affect your family life, your friendships? Are you jealous of me losing friends and having a difficult time dating? Is is all that included? Because that's what comes with the free stuff. It's not it's not just the free stuff. It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. You got to look at it and be and and think it's a you know, and the price is right. It's like this is your showcase. It's the whole thing. It's not just one. Okay, now let's talk about ego. I have a very rambunctious ego. Okay. And I call him his Mr. Ego. Um, I'll get to why I do that in a second. But I want to give some examples of how ego can manifest in your life, how it can present. And you might even have a rampant ego and not even know it. Okay. Number one, chasing after guys consistently who don't like us back. Number two, Swiping on dating apps to match, but never going on any dates. Number three, when you get ghosted and you take it super, super hard, even though you didn't necessarily like that person or know them that well. Number four, when you're in a fight with a friend and you refuse to reach out first, you refuse to bend. Um, these are all, it's not the only reason you could be doing these things, but a lot of it could be ego or there's a high percentage likelihood that this is unchecked ego. And I know because in my 20s, Mr. Ego ruled me. Okay. He lived with me. He lived with me in San Francisco. Then he moved to New York with me. He went to grad school with me. And um, honestly, he came to LA with me. And now in LA, Mr. Ego loves LA. Mr. Ego says, oh, wow, we have to keep up with the Joneses. We have to be invited to every party. Mr. Ego is the one who forced me to put my team through hell so that I could go to Coachella like I was freaking Paris Hilton. Okay. That's Mr. Ego did that. He said, we have to have the best Coachella ever and you have to do it for all your friends. And if it's not looking sick, then you're going to be a loser. Okay. That's all Mr. Ego. Okay. So we all have an ego and it's important it's like part of us because that's also our pride and it can be what drives us and it can be what makes us work hard. So it's not always a bad thing, but it can just make us feel very emotional in situations that don't necessarily need to be um, that emotional. So I'm going to go back through those examples and explain. So chasing after guys who don't like us back. I get this question a lot on ask me anything or people write into the show like you know why do I keep why do I keep going for these guys who don't like me and a lot of it is ego because your ego says no you can be the one to change him the ego is the one who says yes this guy's a fuck boy who can't remember your last name but what if you could get him what if you could change him what if you could just persuade him to date you okay a lot of the times Mr. Ego is what will keep women who are in so clearly in the hookup box trying to get into the date box and everyone around you is screaming like girl like you he is not going to date you and you're like but I just more often times than not it's ego it's not because you really like him because how much can you really like someone when it's one-sided really 
you're not Romeo and Juliet. This is an unrequited love, you know, craziness. Okay. Swiping on dating apps to match, but not going on any dates. This is why I have such a problem with dating apps because it's become more of a game of ego and validation than it has been a tool. And what it started out as was just a way to optimize meeting people. And now it has literally become a game of ego and validation. Like even from the beginning, it's like, oh, what pictures am I going to have to make myself prettiest? And how am I going to make myself look most attractive and whatever, whatever. And that's, yeah, of course you want to put your best foot forward in dating, but just so much of it is just, it's just ego. And then I look at something like Raya and I'm just like, oh my God, no one on here ever even meets up. I think that that's spread to all the dating apps now, but Raya is just like a microcosm of LA and, you know, celebrities and influencers and people who are just have so, so much ego. Um, and we all do it. I think, again, not man hating. I do think that men seek validation more on the apps than women do. However, it it affects both, both men and women. Um, so if you find yourself on there where you're just like literally swiping and you get a match and then you're like, eh, I'm not going to talk to him. Really look at why you're doing that. Now, you could just be tired of dating and want to take a break, which, you know, I advocate for taking breaks all the time from dating. You need a break for sure. But it also could be that you just want to be matched because it's literally a digital version of someone telling you they would fuck you. It's literally a digital version of someone saying, yeah, you're hot. Or, yeah, I'm interested. And then Mr. Ego gets all tingly and he's like, huh, I'm hot. Another reason I have a problem with it is because then it feeds your ego. And then you think, well, there, what else? That was one swipe. What's one swipe more? And so it becomes this validation cycle where you're just swiping and swiping and swiping and swiping. And it's like, it's just feeding your ego. You're not, you know, you're not actually looking at some point. Again, that was a generalization. I'm explaining ego because this is the ego episode. Okay, ghosting. We talk about ghosting a lot. You ask me, Tinks, why does it sting? Why am I so upset? Why can't I get over him? In this case, it is always ego. I'm going to go ahead and make that big fat generalization, okay? It's ego. Because ghosting, unless you've been dating them for like fucking a couple months in which case that person is just deranged and you are better off without them anyway if it's like a casual thing and someone ghosts you you don't want anything to do with them if you go on one date from hinge and the guy ghosts you you don't really care that you didn't you're not going to see him again you don't crave his energy you don't miss him you don't like him your ego is bruised And in this case, it's fine. Like, I'm not saying that I'm some higher being who never has this. I have this all the time, which is why I'm talking about it. Like, I have it carved into my memory all the times that I got ghosted in my 20s because my ego was so bruised. I will never forget this guy. Let us call him. um, It's his J name. Of course, he was a fucking J name. Let's call him Josh. Okay, and he was in New York and we went on three dates and he ghosted me so fucking hard. Now, when I think back. I actually am appalled that I even fancied him. I'm actually appalled because like the dates weren't fun. I was so butthurt for like six weeks over a guy and I didn't even really know his last name. Like I didn't really know anything about him. We went to three shitty West Village bars, got drunk together, and I acted like I had been rejected from every college that I applied to because of my ego. Because of my ego. 
that's why I always advocate for holding a funeral because it's silly and because it kind of like, you know, if there's one thing that the ego doesn't like, it's like silliness and goofiness and making light of things. So that's why I always say, guys, hold a funeral because then you can just check yourself and be like, okay, I literally don't care about this person. It's just my ego. In fact, invite Mr. Ego to the funeral. Send him a fucking formal invitation. Write him an email. Dear Mr. Ego, we are holding a funeral for Derek from Hinge tonight, 9 p.m. Bring the La Crema Pinot Noir, okay? And just get it over with because you, again, you don't like the guy. You just have a bruised ego, which is, it's normal. But then you have to create a new neural pathway and go, okay, I, I don't really know this person. Therefore, I can't really like them. They don't know me. That's another important thing is they don't really know you. So you can't take it personal. Again, totally different situation if you've been dating for several months and then someone goes to you. We have an episode on that too. But if they barely know you, it's not fucking personal. Okay, finally, the friend example. You have a tiff with a friend and you refuse to reach out. Stubbornness, but also ego. And you guys know what I say about this. Holding on to resentment or anger is like drinking poison and waiting for the other guy to die. If this is your friend and enough time has passed, you have to just get over your ego and reach out to them. At least I'm a big, big pusher of this because I do think life is too short. And I think most of the time, as soon as you make that first olive branch, you realize that it's not that big a deal. And I will say, I don't think I let my ego affect my friendships as much as I did let it affect my dating as much in my younger years. But still, it can be a lot. It can be a lot. And especially in your 20s when there are so many moving pieces and people are in different places in their lives and, you know, people get offended easily by, you know, okay, you missed this girl's dinner or you can't be a bridesmaid or you can't go to someone's wedding or whatever. Just always make sure to be checking your ego because there's no room for that in friendships. Like as much as possible with friendships, especially amongst women, like go with your heart. And really go from a place of softness and understanding. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Leave Mr. Ego at the door. So through these examples, I hope you can see how... Why am I writing an essay? Through these examples, I hope that I have proven that... (laughs) In conclusion, an unchecked ego can be super harmful to your dating. And moreover, it can just cause you a lot of stress. And it can cause you a lot of upset. I really wish you guys always like, oh, what would you have known when you were 25 or 22 or 27? Honestly, after having done this episode and really been thinking about it and thinking back to all my experiences, I do really wish that I had internalized that so much of being rejected or, or, you know, by guys was actually just ego. Because I don't think that there was ever an instance where someone who I really, really liked for real rejected me. Isn't that interesting? And that's not from a like, I never got rejected a place because I I got rejected a million times in my 20s. But when I look back and think about who I actually wanted to date and should have dated and did date, it always worked out. Like the good guys who I actually genuinely liked and I always dated and the ones who we didn't click, they just, you know, it didn't work because we didn't click. But I took that as a personal failing. That's the other thing that ego will do is they will, Mr. Ego will make you feel like it's something that you did. Mr. Ego will be like, it's because you ordered white wine on the first date. Or like, it's because you texted three exclamation marks. When it's not. 
Because box theory. Because box theory. So that's another thing is that I took everything so freaking personal in my 20s. Like I would genuinely go over. I remember like reading, doing dramatic readings of text threads in, in you know, my living room with my girlfriend and being like, well, what do you think it was? What do you think it was? It was nothing that I did. That's my ego trying to be like, no, it was our fault. It was our fault. So do I have any other practical tips for how to deal with jealousy and ego? Yes, I do. Something that I talk about a lot and a practice that changed my life materially, not only in the context of ego, but a lot of other things. And that is gratitude. And I know I go on and on about it a lot, but to me, sometimes repetition is how I absorb things and how I can sort of start to warm up to ideas. Um, Gratitude is the enemy of ego and gratitude is the enemy of jealousy. And I don't just mean think like, oh, like I like my life. That's not gratitude. I'm talking about incorporating gratitude as a practice to your everyday. And when I went through my wellness revolution, whatever overhaul, I started doing the five minute journal. And this has really helped me incorporate gratitude every single day. And I still do it. I do some form of journaling every day. And if you're not ready to do the journal yet, although I highly recommend it because it is, as the title suggests, only five minutes a day, um, you can do it on your phone or you can write it on a piece of paper if you just have a little notebook by your bed. But three things in the morning and three things at night. Specific. Not like my family. You can do your family sometimes, but like have very specific things that you're grateful for. So for example, I'll be honest with you this morning when I was writing my list, I knew I was coming to the studio today. Um, I'll, I'll share my three with you. I think they were number one, my Halloween decorations that were going up and how I felt so happy. This is my first year that I can fully decorate for the holidays and just being in a deep place of gratitude for being in this place in my life, being in my thirties and, and having decorations and just meant a lot to me. Second thing was, I couldn't believe that I was going to the studio today. Sometimes I just get this thing where I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm literally, I have my own radio show and I have my own podcast and it makes me feel sick with joy. So I wrote, I can't believe that I have my dream job. And by the way, like I know it's hard as women because even just then I felt like I was boasting a little bit, even though it was my private gratitude list. So you can boast in your own gratitude list and you can, it's not boasting, it's gratitude. Okay. It's like deep appreciation. But I just wanted to say that because I had a little anxiety flare up saying that out loud. But I do love my job. Um, and my third one was ceviche. And I, I don't do her every day, but I do do her a lot of the days because when I was little and I was growing up, I just wanted a cat so badly. And she's just, I truly believe I manifested her because she's a perfect cat. And the fact that I woke up and she was snuggled in my bed with me and, you know, chatting away. And I just felt like, wow, this is really cool really cool. And then I got out of bed and I felt really joyful. And sometimes I do crazy ones. Like sometimes I'll be like, I'm so obsessed with like yesterday, one of mine was pumpkin stevia. And I'm not, I'm not joking you that I was just, I'm so grateful that it exists. Like we live in a time where pumpkin flavored stevia exists and you might be rolling your eyes. You might be thinking I'm crazy. Like sometimes mine are really heavy. Sometimes mine are like, uh, I'm grateful that I got so much time with my grandparents. Like that's a really common one because I was really close to one set of grandparents, and I I just I often feel gr- gratitude about that. But get deep, go into every area of your life, 
And then beyond writing the list, beyond the journaling, it's just taking a moment and reframing things. So gratitude can also look like instead of saying, oh, I have to work out. I say now I get to work out. I have working limbs. I'm healthy. I have the time to take an hour out of my day. And these are privileges and they are fabulous and wonderful. And the second you start to frame everything through gratitude, you'll find that you have a lot less space for ego and jealousy, I think. Uh, At least that's what really, really worked for me to control my ego and also just to quell a lot of other things. I just I think it all goes back to gratitude. Um, So uh, meaty, meaty episode, you guys. If you want to read more about ego, I would recommend. I mean, Gabby Bernstein is always a great place to start. Um, There's a book called The Ego is the Enemy, which I started by Ryan Holiday, and it's awesome. Uh, if you have a therapist talking to them about these things, labeling your emotions, remembering that they're not um, remembering that they're not you, they're just passing through. I hope you have a wonderful Labor Day. I will see you guys back here on Monday. If you're enjoying the pod, we're growing. We're growing. But hey, it means the world to me when you guys share with a friend. Seriously, just one person you think might like it. And also go back if you're a new friend, look, go back and uh, listen to the the first episodes. Although I will say I feel like I've gotten a lot better because I listened to them back and I'm like, oh, cringe. But still, there's good stuff in there. There's the wellness one. There's Fox Theory, uh, all that good stuff. So don't forget that there's a whole library. I hope you have a wonderful weekend full of gratitude and love. And I will see you guys Monday. Bye. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me. I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go, and I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024, the spring's coming, and ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code TINKS on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS.